0: Hey, it's Monday, July 19th, and you're listening to episode 27 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. My name is Sam. That is Brandon. Wow. We are here, ready to go. I'm just, this is take 45. I'm having some technical difficulties, so I'm just skipping the intros. Hey, Brandon, what's up, man?
1: uh well hi everybody i'm brandon because sam just wanted to skip over me right now but the reason why is because he was sounding like optimus prime and uh it wasn't sounding too good but i'm i'm well sam i i'm well you know just recovering from last evening in uh the ghost town that was uh formerly known as new york city uh but yeah you know i'm i'm good man i'm good how about yourself
0: i was in new york city this weekend too it was a little bit more alive than it was previously and that's that's a good sign
1: that is but it's just so weird going past stores that you know were there uh prior to the pandemic and actually thriving and then not seeing them there at all i literally yeah. walked past about mm, i drove past three stores and walked past several other stores that i knew were there and i would walk into on my lunch break and they're not there anymore so it's it's kind of kind of weird uh but uh i mean i'm happy people are outside again though that's that's the biggest part though
0: yeah the rebound is uh is happening and hopefully hopefully a fruitful um experience i guess to say to say the least right i hope everything goes back to normal or the new normal or whatever yeah but yeah
1: the new norm for sure uh
0: and we'll we'll touch on covid and sports we're gonna talk about some baseball topics too, because it's been a while since we really dove into baseball. But but first, Hayes, we just we have to start with uh with the NBA Finals. Game okay. five happened last night, Saturday night, and uh, two weeks ago when we were last uh, recording, we both sat here and said Suns and six. Mm-hmm. Now we're five games in, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the bucks are one win away from winning the championship is it over for phoenix
1: it's not over um but it is going to be a tall task because the bucks have not lost at home uh so for betting people um i would bet for the bucks to win this game um but if you're really trying to make money i would bet for them not to win this next game but it's it's almost like uh some One of my, I I think for those that have been listening, you know who my favorite point guard is of all time. He's uh, essentially kind of disappeared. He's made some big shots uh, yesterday, but outside of that, after the first game, he kind of disappeared and took the backseat to Devin Booker. And Devin Booker has put up two straight 40-point games, and they lost both. So it's crazy how both of the last two games ended on defensive plays. Uh, two huge defensive plays and involved Giannis at some point in time in those plays. Uh, The first was the wild block on Deandre Ayton, which I think people need to give him his credit for. He literally was guarding uh, the alley and the oop. Uh, So he started coming down the lane, guarding Devin Booker, and then quickly pivoted to jump up and block Deandre Ayton at the rim. And then Drew Holiday, got got some cookies, stole the ball from uh, Devin Booker, which turned into him, did his terribly awkward move, uh, and then passed it and threw it up for alley-oop, which is pretty funny. They, the game prior to ended on an alley-oop that Giannis blocked, and then this game ended on an alley-oop that Giannis brought home.
0: That yeah, was all it's- interesting.
1: Oh. Wild man, uh, I mean, you really saw
0: both on ends of the floor, just Giannis, just completely, just um, like super super man, right? Like, one of the best blocks you'll ever see. I watched it a mil- ta- million times, I watched Aliou a million times. Um, it just, I mean, I, the natural comparison is the LeBron block to Andre Iguodala, on Andre Guadala, and that. Was it 2016, 2015, whatever that championship was? Um, but man, just the the physical force that is Giannis Antetokounmpo is like just insane. And this is what you project when you see him, when you see his play, MVP during the regular season, all of that. Not this regular season, but you know he's got two under his belt already. Um, just the ability to take over a game. And uh you know, shut up all the haters about him being Robin and Chris being middle uh Chris Middleton being Batman and everything. Chris Chris being middleton.
1: I like that same. Yeah, okay,
0: whatever. (laughs) Sunday night, man. You know what I was trying to say. The listeners know. I
1: I know, I know Chris
0: being Middleton. Chris in the middle.
1: (laughs) Yes, Chris in the middle. That works.
0: (laughs) Chris in the middle. Anyway, uh shutting up the haters, Giannis taking over and uh just showing what kind of force he could be and yeah book and you know Giannis had two 40 point games in a row uh didn't didn't have it yesterday uh I think he dropped 32 but but still you know book and his purple Kobes just Kobe and all over the place and uh big shots from him and uh and from CP3 but that's steal, drew holiday on that's you know man he just just robbed them. Rob them right in front of his face, and and set up set up that alley oop, and just uh, can't can't happen. Book can't happen.
1: Yeah, no, that that can't happen. I mean, but again, how can you fault? Like, of course, people always look at couple plays that happen at the end and they don't look at the, you know, the full game because that's, that's this, this right. is what changed the game. Like, no, there's a lot of things that happened earlier in the game that could have changed the game. Like um,
0: 43 points in the second quarter from the bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, which they, it. it was a 16 point deficit that they came back from um, which the Suns, the team that has played defense and got there off of defense Uh, seemingly has forgotten in key points how to play defense. Um, I don't know how to quantify that. Um, I've been trying to figure it out. I just don't get it. Um, I've watched it. I continue to watch it, try to analyze it, break it down. It just doesn't make sense of how they just break down so bad defensively in these moments. Now, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is essentially unguardable when he drives to the rack. I mean, he's just a freak of nature. He's tall. He's strong. Uh, he can jump out the gym. It, it's just there's no way to really stop him doing that. Like, it, they'd be – if I were them, I would try to clog the lane, but they make it also – that's also going to put some of their key players into foul trouble. Well, and and right? you saw that with Aiden, Yeah. Uh, was it last game? Yeah, he was out in the middle of the third quarter. Yep. You know,
0: that's n- no answer there, and they're certainly missing uh, – what's his name? Uh, Sarkic and uh, uh-huh. just not having a bench and you're going to throw um, you're going to throw some uh, guys who don't deserve minutes in an NBA finals out to block one of the most physical players intimidating players this this game has seen in Giannis and that's that that can't happen
1: you yeah, know it, it cannot um, but it's it's going on like Frank Kaminsky should never have been right. on the court for the finals. Uh, but it is what it is at this point. Um, you have to do something. You have to put a body out there. Uh, DeAndre Ayton needs rest. He can't be out there all the time logging all these minutes. Uh, but uh, they're going to need all their best players to basically play all game, uh, all of the next game, because they're going to need all hands of deck. I do, though, I, I just mentioned this to a friend. I do feel that. Uh, the pressure is on the Bucks more than it is the Suns, and it's not, not by a lot, but it, to close out and win the finals, there's a lot of pressure on you, right? Um, but why I say it's not by a lot is because the Bucs haven't lost at home, so they're going to have that momentum, right? But closing it, out games are always the hardest games, uh, and you're going to have a team that's going to be extremely hungry, that's willing to do essentially whatever to get to that point, but the way the Bucks have been rolling, it's it's kind of hard for me at this point in time to say that it's not the Bucks year. Um they, I mean, they went through Brooklyn even though they weren't healthy. I think I think this I know they were talking about the bubble last year, and there should be a, a asterisk next to it and and how this was uh you know in the bubble and whatever. I think <laughs> this year, because of all the major injuries to the major players would be the year, but I also don't want to take that away from. Uh, the Bucks and the hard work, or the Suns. Uh, yeah, you can't, man. You got to play what's on your schedule, correct? You got to play,
0: you know, and and this, I know we've talked about this maybe not on the pod, but players complaining about the short turnaround and everything. They signed off on all this, man. They did signed off, they signed off on the playing games, they signed off on the bubble, they signed off on. You know the season starting they all said they thought it was going to start in january but it started you know right before uh right before christmas and you know is what it is um you, yeah you can't put an asterisk in, on any of this it's just it is it's you play who's on your schedule and I, you know the the bucks and and the Suns have given us a great nba final so far and if you're going to get a combined 88 points from Giannis, chris middleton and uh, Drew Holiday finally showing up the last couple of games. Yeah, so yeah. You're going to, you know, th- that's that's something to be reckoned with too. Um, and you know, it, there was a lot of questions from us, both on and off the air, if, if Drew Holiday was worth what uh, what the Bucks gave up to get him and uh, paid him. And, man, he was all over the place. Big threes, that huge steal that we just talked about. And that's, you know, with a lack of a bench, this is what you're going to need for game six on Tuesday, for sure.
1: I don't think uh, for Drew, the the issue was never the defense. The defense is always there from Drew Holiday. He's suffocating. He will suffocate whoever he is guarding. Uh, It was the offense, which if you watch Drew Holiday, you know about Drew Holiday. He is considered to be one of the most underrated point guards uh, in the NBA, but you probably couldn't tell by his showing in the playoffs until uh, a recent where he's actually showed up and made some big shots, clutch shots, but Drew is... He's a, a pest on the ball. Uh, he's that type of guy that you want on your team that is just going to hound the best player and just stay in their face all day. And that's what he's been doing. Um, and I I love and respect that. And Middleton is he's an all star. I don't I don't think you can say anything about this man. Uh, he literally was a, in, in the G League. He, listen, people, G League came back basically that's like the graveyard not too many people come out of the g league and come back and become an all-star he did that so he put in the time he put in the work uh he deserves all the accolades that he's receiving at this point in time so continue to give him his flowers but i enjoy watching him play uh because once he catches fire it's damn near impossible to stop him did did both of them make the olympic team well i think they did right they're just who middleton and 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 drew uh, I, I don't know. Are. I don't know if Drew's on there, but Middleton is actually he's now coming in as a sub because Kevin Love and Bradley Beal are I think are yeah. out. And, so now and he's I think Booker
0: place. they're waiting. Booker's waiting too for the final spiel. man, we could we could talk about that men's team in a little bit, but um what okay, so I guess right now <laughs> Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Do the Bucks, uh, are the Bucks crowned NBA champions? What do you think, Ace? Uh,
1: the Chris Paul and Devin Booker fan of me says, I hope not, but the realistic me says, the Bucks are gonna win this game. And that if you can't hear the pain in my voice when I say that, uh, it's there. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks, I think it's just too, too big of a hurdle at home, um, for anybody playing the Bucks i agree with you but for devil's
0: advocate reason i'm gonna say that this game goes back to game seven in phoenix just to i hope yeah just for, a hell, hell of a series purposes. yes for content purposes for the social media game mm-hmm. follow us at chasing points podcast on instagram um yeah for for sure i it's been a great series and have been really looking forward to watching these games and uh I I hope to watch more so you know we'll see Tuesday night 9 Eastern on ABC anything else about these finals before we
1: uh nothing about the finals but shout out to West Unfeld Jr. uh, Be becoming the head coach of the Wizards. Uh, He is the son of the legend West Unfeld and that is extremely dope super happy Uh, I'm Definitely happy because of his basketball knowledge, but more so happy because he is a black coach getting an opportunity in the NBA. So shout out to you, sir. Uh, cool. Did I did I see it? Seven out of the eight coaching hires were all
0: black.
1: Yep. yep, that's that's great, man. Yep, just wake finally waking up now that now listen, I'm happy they're getting an the opportunity and now. Show what you can do, right? Um, Also. If you count in McMillan. Yes, well, I I don't even count him, because he's been a a phenomenal coach ever since. Yeah, for a a long time. And also was a great player. Um, Also, the trade rumor, uh, apparently, that has been buzzing. But Dame has stepped out and said it's not true um, that he wanted and said that he was trying to that he wanted out of Portland. And he said he really hasn't decided what he he hasn't decided what he really wants to do. at the beginning, sounded like he wanted to stay. They got Chauncey. Now we don't really know what Dame wants to do. But I think Dame. I don't think Dame. One hundred percent has earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants to do, um, because he's just that much of a problem. And shout out to him for being in Space Jam. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty okay movie. It was, it was good. I mean, it was, it was good. But I mean, acting wise, if you're expecting Braun to be Denzel, then you were not watching the right movie. You
0: you don't read you don't read
1: my rundowns, do you? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Man, we were not saving the space jam talk today. Oh, the end don't worry. Don't worry. We can save it. I just had to say that right there because I was talking about Dame, but He's that it. was it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Dame, I saw it. You know how I feel about Dame. The way you feel about CP3, and I,
0: I do too. I love CP3. I love mm-hmm. Dame. What what are your thoughts though on this backing up the trade? Demands or saying that you know he just he wants to put pressure on this team. Can this team? uh, They they don't have a lot of trade assets. Mm -hmm. I guess if you if you count CJ McCollum, but I don't. You know, not a lot of draft picks. Can the can the? I feel like we've asked this question like two or three (laughs) times already. Uh, I just don't think the the Trailblazers, as currently constituted, can win. Come out of the West, let alone win an NBA championship. Not with Golden State getting healthy, the Lakers getting healthy. If Kawhi's, you know, torn ACL, but if he's back on the Clippers, you know, um, Jamal Murray back on the Nuggets. I just don't see it happening, man.
1: Yeah, it's uh man, it's it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I don't think there's any move that they do that is gonna be that's gonna put them in that contention. Uh, as you mentioned, of all the teams getting healthy, all the players coming back, um, unless they make a blockbuster deal that they go and get like a Kawhi uh, or somebody like that, uh, there's no way that they are getting even close to the top of, uh, of the Western Conference. It's just I don't see it happening. I see them being uh, mid-tier or bottom of the bucket next year, which sucks. I, I don't want to see that happen to Dame. Agreed.
0: Agreed. We'll see. A lot to talk about as the NBA draft uh, is almost here and free agency right around the corner there, too. Uh, and we'll we'll keep you updated for sure. A lot of movement going to happen. Let's uh, talk about some other movement. The All-Star Game was this past weekend in Major League Baseball. And Aaron Judge comes back and he gets COVID. Who knows if he, he got vaccinated or not, but he got COVID and five other... New York Yankees either have COVID or were close contacts. This is the second major outbreak in, uh, in New York following, I think labor got it and and a bunch of coaches a couple months ago. Um, tennis star Coco golf announced that she's withdrawing from the Olympics due to contracting COVID. She announced that today and Bradley Beal uh, was replaced on the men's national team mm-hmm. for contra- uh for, coming down with covid and being replaced uh, as you mentioned just now thoughts is there a covid problem in baseball is there a covid problem in the olympics and you know two other athletes in the olympic village also uh came down with covid so your thoughts as the olympics are just around the corner
1: there's a covid problem in the world <laughs> like it just it yeah. it may it may That's it hasn't bl- yeah, yeah people believe that, you know, you know, yeah, things are opening back up and we're acting as if, you know, it's everything is perfectly fine. And, you know, just enjoy your summer and go on vacations and don't worry about doing this. It is just like, it's still out there. There's now a, what is it? The Delta variant that's out there now that is, is said to be twice as worse as regular COVID. So, um, and the onset and of the symptoms and the spread is is apparently even higher. So, uh, I think there's still a world problem. There's still many countries that don't even have uh, enough vaccines or any at that uh, and suffering such as places like India, um, and I can continue to go on, you can just watch the news and do your own research, whether you believe it or not, because that's also a part of the issue, but we're not here, we're not CNN, we're not MSNBC, Fox News, or whatever you choose to listen to. Um, But uh, there is a major issue and I, in my honest opinion, when they said that there is or should be no fans or there is no fans at the Olympics, right then and there, I would say the Olympics are nothing without fans. I I think that is very, very clear to me. The Olympics are nothing without fans. Sports in general is nothing without fans. Yes, we can watch it. It's dull. If we're going to be honest, we could see the difference between what it was like with fans and what it was like without fans. Um, as soon as, you're hearing now star athletes that have committed to the Olympics, such as Bradley Beals, such as Coco Golf, uh, have to withdraw because of, of contracting it. Uh, there's There's more positive cases that are showing up over and over again out there. And the rise in numbers in Japan continues to increase. So in my honest opinion, as much as I want to see the Olympics, as much as I want to see watch skateboarding, as much as I want to see what swimmers are going to do what, what runners are going to do what, the basketball players. I think for the the health of all these star uh, athletes in their own fields, I think they should just cancel it. I, I think they need to just bite the bullet and just cancel it and realize that this may be something that we have to put on hold until we get this global issue under control. Yeah. And that,
0: I mean, we're not, we're not the news. We're not, this isn't a politically driven, it's just, you know, the way we can combat this is being safe and getting vaccinated. There's a lot of money at stake, man. Um, and I think that's probably what took them so long to decide that they were going to postpone in the first place. And then, you know, kind of making these steps now, it's, it's, you know, it's a shame these athletes work their whole lives, especially, you know, not not as much like the professional athletes as far as like in the, in the major sports leagues, right? Bradley Beal, you know, every four years he's gonna make the Olympic team kind of thing. But, um, you know, these swimmers that aren't on track and field aren't on as big of a stage. And, you know, not only are they, you know, yeah, there should, there should be fans there. I'm trying to say a couple different things. There should be fans there. There should be healthy athletes there. Um, and it's, there should be fans there if it's safe for fans to be there. And um, it, it just doesn't seem like the situation is getting any better. And it's, that's, that's really devastating for fans of sports. You know, you, you want to watch it and, and the world stage. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard it, you know, we want, you want to, you said it already. We want to act like everything is better and it's getting better in a lot of places, but we also have the luxury of just walking into a CVS or a, you know, Walmart pharmacy and getting a COVID vaccine. If we want, exactly. like you could just do it right now. I could go to CVS right now and get one. And um, you know, just the rest of the stage that's competing in these Olympics aren't quite there yet. And, you know, that's another conversation, but as far as the Yankees go, I mean, they're, you know, switching topics a little bit. They have an outfield of that I didn't even know any of these guys name except for Greg Allen. When the, the league, when the season started, can I read you the New York Yankees starting lineup tonight as they play the Boston Red Sox on a nationally televised ESPN game?
1: Sure, go ahead. I want to hear this travesty, this train wreck that is the Yankees.
0: DJ LeMayhew, mm-hmm. Giancarlo Stanton, your boy Gary Sanchez batting third, Glabers in cleanup, ready, Chris Gittens, Trey and Rugio Dor, Ryan Lamar, Greg Allen, Jameson Tyone, pitcher. What's going on with our New York Yankees, man?
1: uh i they are my prediction right yes yes uh, they are over and over again i i've been saying this about this team this team is uh, well, well we'll get into that more but um it's i just haven't watched them sam i can't watch them they're unbearable to watch um and and seeing them get spanked by the socks This whole season and let's let's be real about this um socks aren't great defensively and they weren't a great team last year but yet they are making the yankees look like a t-ball team um and yes i'm disrespecting them i'm disrespecting them because they deserve it at this point in time you went out the issue has been pitching 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 you know what sam I'm, i'm gonna stop I'm just gonna stop. myself. that's mm-hmm. that's that's it. You're just yeah.
0: so upset. You just don't even want to talk mm-hmm. about it anymore. Mm-mm. It's that's fair. I mean, the uh, Red Sox were one of the worst teams last year, and now they have one of the best records in in baseball. And they're yeah, pitching was you know something that they didn't think I didn't think they had enough of. And they're pitching well. They're playing well. They just called up one of their top prospects, Jared Duran. Um and yeah we'll see how far that takes them uh when you look at the yankees though it's coming july 31st is coming up and we're there were talks weeks ago about getting trevor story getting this person doing that doing, you know the yankee the usual july yankee talk and now it's sitting there talking to my father last night saying who do the yankees trade who do yankees give trade away to mm-hmm. restock cuz this team's not, I mean, you could, you could believe this team's broken. I don't think the team is broken, but they're not winning a championship and you're certainly not running, winning a championship with Ryan Lamar, Trey Ambergie, and Greg Allen in your
1: outfield. Even so. Um, I'm saving all my opinions for a later segment. Cause I actually read what you said and I'm going to bite my tongue for now. But I have a ton to say about. Oh, is that what you were spankies. doing? Yes, Sam. You know how he took a shot at me earlier about, quote, unquote, not reading. But I read. Very All right. Early. All right. But, uh, uh, you know, All Sam, right. One... Sam is ready to unload just like me. So I respect it because you're ready to do the same but, thing I'm doing. But I'm purposely saving it. Mm-hmm. We're off the rails,
0: man. Mm-hmm. You we're know, off the rails. You know? How about how about we wrap up with this? unfortunate incident in washington dc at yeah. outside the nationals game and then we could talk about <laughs> the yankees and the mets mm-hmm. top half of the sixth inning uh padres nationals game saturday night uh about thirty three thousand fans were in attendance when several shots were heard from an uh, incident that occurred outside the stadium right along the third base side uh crazy scary scene you saw fans is jumping running into the dugout into the clubhouse video of fans is ducking under their seats i can't imagine how scary something like that is especially when you don't know if the shots are coming from inside the stadium where they are um it seemed to be an isolated incident uh, it looks like they have you know unfortunately one woman was was injured uh, i think i believe it was a woman was injured but she should be okay and i think they they caught a couple yeah and they caught a couple of the um shooters yeah i I guess that's what you could call them right um and they're in the hospital and whatever um as far as i i don't know if they're still looking for more people um but cops believe it's an isolated incident and man you just ah i can't i can't can't even imagine man
1: so i was in the city when this happened and i just so happened to open up twitter uh perusing that just waiting to get into the restaurant we were going to and uh one of my buddies had had written uh what's happening at the national game like something's going on so i honestly did not see it until sunday morning and watching it in bed recovering and I watched a young man hurdle behind a, a hurdle over a bar clean hurdle it sprinting. I watch people sprint towards the exit and you know I, I wanna I wanna say something like it's 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 comical but it's not comical um when you see the signs that say uh please safely exit uh and and not to rush um I find it, comical because everybody knows good and damn well when you're not aware of a situation, especially in this country, and you hear things ring out, I don't think anybody is going to walk single file and slow paced uh, to potentially meet their demise or not know what's going to happen. Uh, as we also understand, there is an issue with uh, gun violence in this country. And I'm going to tell you right now, Sam, if you and I are at a venue and and i hear things ring out and you're not behind me i tell all my friends if you see me run follow me like don't don't wait just follow me um and watching how these people were taking fu- it was it was flight for life. And that point in time, it was, I don't know what's going on, I could be running towards this, I could not be running towards this, I'm just trying to get to safety or where I think I could possibly be the safest. And as you mentioned, that has to be absolutely terrifying. Um, The fact that you're in a building where there is 33,000 people, right, 33,000 fans, that's men, women and children in a building, and it's nothing but open area nothing but open area and you have no idea where to go and or what to do. I think that situation is absolutely terrifying, but um, unfortunate for for the victims, uh, the young lady that was hit by the stray bullet um, and any of those that were injured during this process, but I hope this opens uh, the eyes of arenas or or the owners of these teams and and the security processes that they have uh to try to implement uh more security uh procedures to ensure the safety of people especially because of what happens in this country uh all too regularly um it
0: wasn't wasn't, i've been to nationals park great great park you kind of like can enter from center field um they have a nice little like area where there's a lot of different um food stands and beer and and like a little like kind of outdoor area right what this was people started running from outside that area into the stadium when they is that is that what happened where they thought like shots were nice and that's probably where a lot of confusion happened too right
1: I saw people it's they had a sign that said to exit out of center field, the right field gate um, on the jumbotron. So I saw people exiting there, but the folks that ran into the dugout, it looked like some of the players uh, family members uh, that ran down there because it was after that little group ran down, uh, it was cut off on the left-hand side, but on the right-hand side. saw a couple of people run down there. I'm surprised people there wasn't more people that ran on the field, right? Um but people hiding as you said, hiding in their seats or hiding behind their seats like you've been to a baseball game or watch a baseball game. There's no cover there, right? It's it's literally you're you're a sitting duck if that were to be the situation. Thank God it was not. Um and it was what they believe is an isolated situation, but again like I know, I know we've been to plenty of Yankee games and there's, there's security lines, there's a metal detector. So I don't fear that aspect. Right. But I fear once everybody's in what could possibly happen. And again, that's why I said, uh, especially being a fan of the Yankees and knowing how literally it's just, there's so many ways of just coming in and so many angles of coming in. It's literally like planted right in the middle of the city for those that aren't aware. Um, so there's so many angles that can come in. Luckily, uh, the 4-4 precinct is right there. So I, I do feel there would be a fast response if anything were to happen. And I'm not speaking this into existence at all. So I'm knocking on wood. Um, but knowing and being at like football uh, stadiums and and, and uh, tailgating, cars aren't checked when you come in. Right, so that that's kind of the next step that I think and I believe that this should open eyes to is when you're driving into these uh these these uh parking lots cars aren't checked you're literally able to bring whatever you want for your tailgating right you people come with rvs you don't know what's in these people's rvs they're not checking them so i, I think that is going to have to be the next step and i hope they take the precaution uh and do this moving forward it's just it's terrible that happened um I can just only imagine what the mindset of those that were parents in there that had their little ones that they're just bringing to the ball game for maybe their first time or, you know, something like that. I, I just, I can only imagine the fear that was going through people's uh, did you, minds. Did you hear what Fernando Tatis did? Uh, no. What he, did he do. He
0: like was in the dugout obviously. And he like jumped out and like went and opened up a gate where like players' families were and kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, he bolted from the bench, from, I'm reading this from ASP.com, from the left field line Saturday night, helped open a gate to the stands and began ushering a group of people back to the dugout for shelter. He said, our, our family, loved ones, little kids felt like someone needed to go get them. And then after he you know, tweeted, thank you to frontline workers and everyone there, working on that you know outside the stadium and keeping everyone safe so just like that that just heads up thinking like hey man fernando tatis you saw it all not to really shift the subject but just seems like a really good dude that loves baseball loves his team and loves loves loves, life uh, life man Uh, exactly (laughs) exactly and it's that's great to see um but shout out to him and and thankful and all those frontline workers keeping everyone safe and and the cops again say it's just an isolated incident and wasn't involved with with the game directly so um you know hopefully that's that's it um and you know we'll move on there um you want to do ufc corner or you want to talk about baseball
1: do i want to do ufc corner absolutely because you actually watched it sam look at that everybody sam actually watched one and then the fight ended so abruptly. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when
0: I watch a pay per view. I'm like pumped. It's like midnight, having a couple drinks and just amped up. I'm like pacing around the house. My wife's like, "What is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. Um, ready to go. She's you know, um, just ready to go watching this fight. And uh, the you know, the card was fun. It was it was it was good, right? And I amped up, and then. I don't know if you want to take it away. Uh, I'm, not, so, I'm not great with the UFC analysis. I'll just oh, say I watched
1: it. It was entertaining. I'm very, very happy that you watched it. Uh, I'm going to start off with my boy uh, Sugar Sean uh, O'Malley. Oh, we're going deep. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, out there basically just – it looked like he was toying with this young man, Chris uh, Muitinho. Don't know how to pronounce his name, but that's – you I wish people could see it. The I tried it, 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 trying to do <laughs> it. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So he actually took the fight uh because I forgot who Sean was actually supposed to fight, but he took it on the last minute, and this kid took a beating and never backed down. No man, he was. Him. Oh my gosh, totally it was so impressive. It. it was impressive in that, but if he continues to fight like that in the UFC, he's gonna have some serious like brain trauma because he just kept pushing forward and taking a beating, and I don't think that's. That's not conducive to him, but I also know he probably did not have a full camp whatsoever. Uh, and I'm sure when he comes back, I think he could be a a viable fighter in uh UFC to come. But Sean Sean O'Malley, I'm glad he he won. He's just got hands. Um, after a while, he he couldn't put power into his punches because Chris just kept pushing him and, and pressing him and putting the pressure on him. So uh very, very uh proud of that. Um uh Irene Aldana, uh she's a monster um happy for her i don't i don't know too much about her but she she is a monster in the fights that i have seen her in i i think i may pay a little more attention to her but there's there's other fighters like my girl misha tate came back uh yesterday and, and fought but i didn't even get to see that fight but she was a monster she absolutely obliterated of uh, the young lady she fought but anyway um tied to avasa uh, i'm so so happy that he punched Greg Hardy's face in as I called and said should happen. He he and did. it did because Greg Hardy is a terrible fighter. He just has power. And then Ty did something that you probably shouldn't do during COVID or ever, uh, but was chugging beers out of sneakers and his custom Jordan sneakers won. was, Yep. Jordan one's first. And then he, announce to everybody, have your sneakers ready because gross, have your man. sneakers and beer ready because I'm going to do that. Literally, people taking their sneakers off their feet, pouring beers in there, and him chugging it. It's I one really think it's your own, foot, yes, which is still yes. glass. It's yes. one thing, but you just
0: literally just took some ones from someone's feet and like just no. dropped a
1: beer in it, it and chugged it. Gross. It's chugged disgusting. It. First off, f- feet are disgusting. Oh. And then somebody's feet that they've been walking around in Vegas, God knows what they were doing prior Have to, you that. to
0: Vegas, <laughs> Have you been to
1: Vegas, bro? Have you been to Vegas? Yes, yes. That's you- what I'm saying. The whole strip, like, imagine somebody walked the no. whole strip or and then yeah. came back. Yeah, I've
0: done that, man. Uh, I've walked half the strip
1: uh, uh, and, uh, like, Oh, man,
0: yeah. no way. Yeah. No way. Gross. I'm,
1: I'm good on that. I'm all the way good on that. Just um, tells you what kind of fighter this dude is. He's crazy. He's just crazy <laughs> he's a person. Absolutely I mean, nuts. you have to be crazy to fight MMA first off, but he just showed how crazy he was. Um, My boy Gilbert Arenas. Oh, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, that's also my, my should dude. should be in the he, octagon. He could zero. fight Greg Hardy. I, and no, he should not be in the octagon. He, he should be in the octagon for trash talking because he's a legend in that um Gilbert Burns absolute monster one of my favorite fighters uh I I feel he barely beat uh Steven Thompson um in that fight but he did look impressive and he bounced back from his last fight so I was extremely happy about that but last but not least Dustin Poirier beating Conor McGregor and for those that are Conor stands, will say well Conor Broke his foot and broke his leg, and that's why he lost the fight. Connor was getting beat at the end of the first round, getting his face punched in, which I also called happening because Connor is not the Connor of old. People in that division have gotten stronger, they're taller, they're better than what Connor was fighting previously, and it's proving it over and over again. Connor only has a standing game, as I said to you before, and He proved that again, too. So now Connor has come out and said that he had a fracture already in his leg prior to the fight. So he just sounds like a sore loser on top of that. But what he did, which he continues to do, and he keeps they keep championing him, which it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. This man was talking about Dustin's wife. Disrespectfully talking about his wife. And Kobe Covington, who's another scumbag, did the same thing, too. There's one thing for me as a person that you just don't do. I mean, there's plenty of things, but we're going to talk about in this instance. You don't talk about another man's family. That's just that's just a no no. Um, And the fact that you came up with the excuse that you and and Dana knew about this and the doctors knew about this, but they let you fight with a fracture in your leg. I find that hard to believe, Connor. I find that very, very hard to believe. But I hope there's a fourth one. So Dustin can punch your face in again. Um, So we can all be done talking about Conor McGregor because you draw fans in, but you don't do anything in the octagon anymore. So – that is my opinion on it sam since you've actually watched this fight what are your thoughts well i mean i've, I've seen connor fight before i've watched ufc
0: fights mm-hmm. i think the ongoing joke between us is that i just you, you get amped up every week and once a month for ufc and i'm <laughs> i didn't see it so i just rely on your analysis but uh yeah, I I didn't expect just from what I read and watched and pre game pre match and and posts I didn't expect much from Connor. It just seems like since he he took his uh you know his little rendezvous into the boxing world he he came back and he just made a shit ton of money and he's not the same yeah anymore. Seems to be the narrative, right? um It's it sounded like from what you told me and from what the great analysis on espn plus as well you, you you get uh dustin on the ground and that's not gonna be good for you and yeah. when you have a broken leg i guess the only thing you could do is get him on the ground and just hope you can last right and it, it he had no shot man none he had none no shot better. and you saw it you saw it pretty early where he just you know i always i always took connor for for being pretty aggressive that. You know he was talking a lot of smack before this before you know leading up to the leading up to the match and leading up to the week and everything and he just was not the same fighter and it seemed like he broke he broke his fract you know if that fracture didn't already happen it was pretty early on in yeah, the fight light but checks yep have, have you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I have not. All right. Well, there's this really quick there's this scene where there's Uh, this knight in black armor and he's this big vicious like warrior and the king arthur just very quickly just dismembers him right and he's like come back come back i'll you know i'll fight you with my other arm and he cuts off his arm it's it's a really funny iconic scene in comedy and that's how i felt when joe rogan's literally on the ground just sitting there trying to interview connor and connor's just talking all this smack he can't get up he can't do anything what's he gonna do like go over and bite dustin or you know it's just like that's what that's what i instantly thought of it was like come over here and i'll you know bleed on you or something it It was was so legendary that he did that
1: yeah like i my my uh farkas he he actually called it he was like it'd be so farkas and and my my brother jason they both both of them were just like It'd be hilarious if Joe Rogan went and sat down. Well, what else is going to do? No, it was great. What else was he going to do? He had to. It was just so crazy. Like he literally planted himself down on the cage and then that was it. And I can honestly say uh, the first minute of what Connor said, I didn't understand a word of what he said. It's like, I was just like, all right. He might as well still have his mouthpiece and I had no idea what he was talking about but I was just happy that uh, um, so, he lost. I'm not happy. I don't ever wish uh, injury on anybody or break or anything like that, but I I am a firm believer in karma is all I'll say. Dustin Poirier with the quote of the night,
0: karma isn't a bitch, it's a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's... Uh, yep, that says a lot. That says a lot. And it was really reflective. So here's a question that you know, the Monday morning quarterback of this is connor done your thoughts if dana gra- my if- inflection made you think there was more <laughs> to that question but there wasn't if dana is gives- connor
1: done oh my God. if <laughs> coming dana- up next um, sam <laughs> if connor is given another fight because of dana just wants to get raking more money
0: that's probably uh, what's gonna important.
1: happen I can see that but when he loses that one it's over for Connor and he should just go to boxing and just live there. That's is it. he going to fight like Jake Paul? This is going to be one of those. Connor Connor wants money so I could see that happening. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. And uh Logan has now called out Floyd again and said that he Is it Logan not, Paul? Uh, I don't know. I can't I don't wait. No. Yeah, Logan is the one that just fought. Jake is the one that's fighting uh What's his name uh, from the UFC? I can't I think of his name? Anthony is it Anthony, whatever his name is. Um, but yeah, he's fighting. It was Logan that fought um, uh, Floyd. He said that he wants to fight him again and that he'll he guarantees he'll knock him out this time. Right. <laughs> but uh, we I we're done with the UFC quarter. Um, I'm I'm very happy that Sam uh, was in the other corner this time and we were able to meet in the middle of the ring. See what I did there? I was there, man. Or Octagon, um, excuse me. Unfortunately, we weren't able
0: to be there together, but yes. Thanks for the invite. Shout out to Farkas. Uh, Yeah. All right. So I guess we got to go back to our Yankee topic. Mets topic. I don't even have a, I don't even have anything to say. I just, I know you have some words about the Mets. I know you have some words about the Yankees. We could talk about conduct at Yankee stadium. It's getting wild um, out there. Your thoughts hayes on state of new york baseball
1: um this is technically a do you care right sam yeah
0: yeah. do you okay. care
1: okay Mets, um,
0: the mets uh and the yankees do you care
1: i i do care uh i i actually started uh watching uh what the mets have been doing and hearing like how they're in first place and then seeing what the Yankees are doing and it got me to thinking again i'm a loyal Yankee fan through and through but it got me to thinking like is this now the turn. Uh, that makes the Mets the best team in New York so currently they are right. Um, but they have Lindor that is uh, you know now injured. Um, 15 day DL Uh, you have DeGrom who's missing this start his next start uh, tightness in his forearm right Uh, but they've went out and they've got the pieces that they needed to get and it's like the Yankees were the destination place because they always used to throw money 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 at these players and now that they've stopped doing that you start to see less of the big names actually come to the Yankees. I don't know if you're privy to that, Sam. I'm pretty sure you see that as well. Uh, But the issue that has been with the Yankees, with the teams that lost to the Astros uh, and, and, in recent memory, the issue was pitching. So they go out and they get Jamison Tyone. They get Garrett Cole, uh, They let Tanaka go. Severino is essentially broken. Um, I'm trying to to think of who else is in the rotation that I even care about. Jordan Montgomery. um, You have all these people, right? You get rid of J-Hap and and you think that the Yankees are going to be decent pitching wise. And it's just like, no. Uh, Offensively, they're getting older. You have Gene Carlo, who is about, as useless as huh, never mind. Uh <laughs> Gene Carlo does nothing for me. He if he's not hitting a home run, he's striking out. Uh he doesn't play in the outfield. Well, he has to right now. Um, but doesn't play he's in the outfield. He's still not. Um, oh, that's right, it's true. Uh Gary Sanchez is either on or not. He's pretty useless. Uh, you have Aaron Hicks that has. Just go down the roster. Oh, I am 100%. I've been waiting for this. Uh, you got Aaron Hicks, who is Sam's favorite, uh, that is yeah. out now. But even when he was in, yes, you're a switch hitter and you bring some diversity to the lineup. But you get out a majority of the time because you strike out. Uh, Aaron Judge, let's be honest here. Let's be honest oh, here. No, Aaron Judge, you get out too much too, sir. Uh, you before, when you were coming up, you were a contact hitter and now you've gotten into the big leagues and all you do is swing for the goddamn porch and I'm getting sick and tired of it. I'm really getting sick and tired of it. Defensively in the field, I have nothing to say about Aaron Judge. He is an absolute monster in the field Uh, and I wouldn't try to run on him. But uh being that teams keep putting up numbers, I mean, he's his arm is getting more exercise than his actual swing. Um He's actually just fanning out there and just helping the people in the first rows just get some, uh, some cool air since it's extremely hot and humid in New York. Um, Let me see who else. Uh, No neck. Brett Gardner, dude. Aaron um, Judge is, What what's up with Aaron Judge slander? He's no, no, actually no, no, hitting well. No, no, I don't care. He if He's is. hitting well now. I don't care if he's hitting well now. I watch he's Aaron Judge two eighty two. I don't care, Sam. I don't care
0: in a in a, in a league where Sam, ev-
1: I people aren't hitting two hundred. Don't care. I'm saying what, what, what I say. To about? Feel about Aaron Judge, and this is what I feel about Aaron Judge. 375. That's fine. That's fine. I still don't believe him being consistent. I don't. Show me that he's consistent in a big time when it really matters. Show me that. Well, I haven't Yankee seen that yet. I haven't had too many of those moments. Mm, but, yeah. they, were Were they that? In the Were it's they in the playoffs 21 last home year? Home runs of 47 RBIs. Were they in the playoffs last year? Yeah. Okay. Sure. And and big moments, did, did he always show up or no? Does Aaron Judge um, have
0: a strikeout he problem? He has. Well, yeah.
1: Okay. Sure. Okay.
0: So but he's also hitting 282 when the rest of the league is hitting like
1: 200. That's fine. That's fine. I still have my gripe. I'm John not Carlo saying that he's too. I'm not saying that he's not a great player. Uh John is is terrible to me. I don't care if he's doing well right now. He's still terrible to me. If if you're gonna tell me that he's he's a great player, then I'll sit here and wait to hear this because he's not to me uh brett gardner you brought him back just to have morale for the team how well is that working clint frazier my guy he's nothing
0: they gotta tear nothing well he's he's hurt they gotta tear a lot of this
1: team down but i don't think it's it's aaron judge is not moving i don't think that's a piece that ever should move uh unless you get something extremely lucrative uh because he is he is the face of the yankees you don't move him but Pretty much outside of him and Garrett Cole, uh, you can pretty much move everybody. Okay, ready? Aaron Judge in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Last year,
0: okay. The uh, ALDS, or you know, we won't count the wild card game. Or okay. it was a series? Wild card game or st- series? Right? It was a series. Yeah, he hit one eleven with a home run mm-hmm. and two RBIs. Okay. Against the Devil uh the Rays, mm-hmm. I owe them a quarter. Uh, one forty three, two home runs, three RBI. So that's like real bad. hmm In four years in the playoffs, he's hit two twenty nine, with an OPS of eight
1: fifty three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's that 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 is my issue. Is I I I'm expecting a big time player to show up in those big time moments. And I haven't seen it from him. I'm not saying that he can't ball in a regular season. I know that he puts up numbers in a regular season. It just pisses me off when he gets to those crunch times that he's non-existent. You pay all this money to him and Gene Carlo, the twin towers of the Yankees, and they are fanning more than they are actually getting on base. It, it's it's terrible to me because as you know, you and I both know, at least the old Yankee teams, right? And I think we're spoiled with that, right? Right they at least played small ball. It wasn't always yard, yard, yard. It was, we're actually moving and getting base hits and we're focusing on that. Yes, it also was different time period. Baseballs were different. They weren't a different size. There wasn't all the, the tracking rates and spin rates. And I get it. I get it. It's a different day and age, but I feel like the Yankees have transitioned to, it's we hit a home run or we're not. I mean, they, they had the record of basically being they were the record of having the most home runs and then that was it. If it was, if it wasn't a home run, it was what, what else are we doing here? Right? So my, my biggest gripe with the Yankees is are they going to get back to the basis of, and and the fundamentals of baseball? I think that's really the key thing that's missing here. And when I go and look at the team across town, they're doing exactly what I'm talking about. But here's but here's the thing with that.
0: The Yankees have one more win than the Mets. If the Mets were in the AL East, mm-hmm. they'd be in at least third place. Okay. Tied with the Blue Jays.
1: Okay.
0: Would not be leading, would not be in the wild card.
1: Okay.
0: That's all. That's all I gotta say.
1: I thought there was more to that. No, ready. the Mets, the Mets
0: <laughs> the Mets, I mean uh Steve Cohen showed up. Mm-hmm. Traded for Lindor, gave him a boatload of money. He's mm-hmm. finally starting to play well. He's on the injured list. Yep. Jacob deGrom, who's got forearm tightness, and now he's, again, he's kind of got this, like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. Just let me pitch. And now he's on the IL. Mm-hmm. Could have easily won the MVP, let alone his third Cy Young.
1: I agree.
0: Teams, the bullpen's better. The team has some defensive issues, but... Mm-hmm is still a better team. They play better, they're playing better than the Yankees, sure. Yep. Um, they have, it seems like they're a little more clutch. Um, I, I just pulled up this this article mm-hmm. that was from baseball Aaron Judge's baseball reference page. It's from fan-sided, the Yankees fan-sided page. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's summing up your point here. Trading for Giancarlo Stanton should cost Brian Cashman his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it won't yep we really want to get to the root of the new york yankees problems we could trace everything back to 2017 offseason when general manager brian cashman decided to trade for john carlos stan and his 325 million dollar contract
1: mm-hmm. that's, that's all that's i i i wholeheartedly believe in whoever wrote that yeah because that that yeah whoever you are thank <clears throat> you because I feel like that's that's like the the A-Rod contract, but A-Rod was productive, right? Like, let's let's be honest. A-Rod was productive with all his baggage. And that's a lot of stuff. But uh, he was productive, right? He he was loved by many people on top of that. Right. I don't see many people loving Gene Carlo. He's a guy that he won the MVP, they overpaid them and then Derek Jeter was like, Hey, here, Yankees, here's uh here's my gift to you. Uh, after all the <laughs> wonderful years that I had with you guys, here you go. Now you're screwed, right? So Gene Carlo again, that all that money right there couldn't have been invested into uh other players that could have been way more productive right um and still could be nobody's going to take that contract right the days for those huge contracts for players like him is is essentially over if you're not a superstar like mike trout or fernando tatis or aaron judge i I don't see anybody outside of them getting those huge numbers anymore well right john carlo the john carlo contract isn't as big
0: as that $325 million because the Yankees aren't paying all of that, true, which is true, good, true. at least for them, right? Yes. But, yeah, it's going to be a tall task for someone to trade. You're going to have to give up some assets for someone to just take the contract. You're going to have to trade a Davy Garcia. You're going to have to trade Clark Schmidt. You're going to have to trade some of these younger players just to get rid of that deal if the Yankees decide to blow it up. Now, I think they should be making some trades, Mm-hmm. i think they need to trade off some of these pieces just like in 2015 where they were out of it and they traded chapman away and they traded andrew miller away and ended up being glaber torres and clint frazier yep and justice sheffield which turned into james paxton and billy mckinney and that turned into uh what's his name that turned into j-hap it turned it helped build what we now know as the new york yankees presently constituted but they need to do something like that again i just don't know who they're going to trade and who who Mm -hmm. wants who Mm -hmm. you know you can't trade luke voigt do you trade glaber will playoff team want Glaber? gary sanchez trade dj's untouchable judge you're gonna have to pay judge soon Mm -hmm. no one's taking stan no one's taking gardner can't trade clint frazier he's hurt can't trade anduhar he's hurt
1: you know, yeah, I, I, I also don't know where you go. I also, and in, in our lifetime, when we were as kids, when we were watching Yankees and in, in their dynasty days, I don't remember there being this many injuries to Yankees roster. And then in, in recent memory, it was like, these guys are just dropping left and right. And they went and got a whole new training staff. Yep. Right. And they still are dropping like like that's been one another and i can honestly say that to, and it's not bailing these guys out but i i know it's a part of the game is this team can't stay healthy right so they can't be productive because there's no cohesion because they're not all out there at the same time so they can't build that cohesion just like i.e the nets um with too many injuries you see what happens when your star players aren't together they can't gel together uh it's, it's a little bit different in, in baseball, right, uh, than it is in, in basketball, but still the same premise. They're, they can't do anything if they don't have their full squad there. And they haven't, and I'd say in the past three years, right, uh, somebody major is down. And I think that's a huge thing. So I don't know what they have to do, uh, who, what college they have to talk to uh, somebody in sports science or what machines they have to buy. I mean, they are one of the wealthiest franchises in the world. Uh, They need to invest in something uh, to put in their locker rooms and make sure that these guys are are staying healthy. But uh, by all means, they need to do something. And I'm with you. They need to blow this up now and get younger. Uh, because this core this is that they have more athletic man yeah well that that's for sure sam i 100% agree with that uh but to the point in the topic that we started this off with uh the whole mets yankees thing i mean in this season yes currently the mets are better than the yankees not by much right are better than yankees but uh they are trending in the right direction whereas Absolutely. the yankees are not um, and that's unfortunate, especially with uh, a phenomenal arm like Garrett Cole, who I would consider to be the second best pitcher in baseball, uh, outside of Jake DeGrom. So, yeah, yeah. So, f- for what's as ugly as it is on the
0: field in the Bronx, it's also ugly in the stands. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday night, a fan threw a baseball at Red Sox lefty or left hander Alex Verdugo hit him in the back. Uh, during the game at Yankee Stadium, Alex Cora took all the players off the field in the sixth inning. Uh, Verdugo began yelling at fans and was restrained by the first base coach, and said it felt like he was uh, it was targeted towards me, and that didn't sit well. Play resumed. Yankees ended up winning in a shortened game because it was pouring last night, and they probably, um, you know, uh, shouldn't be out there too long. It was it was wet last night, and watching that game. Got uncomfortable at times. Um but that fan is now just just banned from not only Yankee Stadium, he's banned from every major league baseball mm-hmm. stadium and good for major league baseball and good for the Yankees. You can't have that type of um you can't have that type of uh uh what is it? Just nonsense, behavior going yeah, on, nonsense, behavior, just awful. conduct,
1: yeah, any of that. It's disgusting. Um it, it's so I, I watching, apparently the ball actually hit him, um, yeah, hit him in the back. Yep. And uh, I heard Aaron Boone, uh, who, who he went to Alex Cora and apologized to him uh, about what happened. He said, I would have done exactly what Alex Cora did. I would have brought, uh, I would have took him off. He said, I hope whoever that was that threw it is in custody right now. There's no place for this. Uh, he He apologized essentially on the behalf of the fan but because of it was the fans of yankee stadium uh to alex cora uh and to the red sox team and i thought that was extremely uh commendable by aaron boone for for taking the high road and uh condemning the actions of this fan but uh the moral of this is All major sports need to get this right. I don't know why these certain people feel entitled to go to games like, I paid my money, I can do whatever I want. Like, no, you can't. Uh, Yes, you paid your money, your hard-earned money, or however you obtained your money to purchase your ticket to go to the game, but that does not give you the damn right to go out there and potentially put these players in a, a compromising situation. It's disgusting. The fact that, Westbrook had to be restrained because somebody threw something at him. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trey young. Uh, the situation that happened with LeBron. Uh, I think it was a couple of seasons ago or last season with the young lady in the front row, or I should call her monster because that's what she was uh, in the front row and how these people have this entitlement because I have this money and I pay for this seats. So whatever I do, I have the right to do. And people are not going to be satisfied until there's another brawl like there was in Detroit. And I, I just don't understand how people don't see that's, that's not on the horizon. You're going to, then you're going to turn around and you're going to sue these athletes, right? Cause I know some of these people are there to try to get a rise to try to sue give these athletes to touch and to sue them. And it's at some point that there needs to be some law put in for those that are of, in this, I guess, stature or tier, uh, that if they are essentially have an object thrown at them, they're assaulted. And they have their, all the right in the world to defend themselves because they are humans, number one. And that bottom line, point, point blank, period, they have families that they have to go home to. And if they're not protected and they don't feel that they're protected and they need to defend themselves, they have the God-given right to do that. And I'm tired of these people just feeling this entitlement shit. It's, it's quite frankly annoying, man.
0: Well and i said.
1: i am yeah. I'm, I'm over it i'm over it what what are your thoughts on this man because yeah, I'm man, here about that. You,
0: yeah you got. yeah you got it i mean it's just this is sports it's like you know i know we we it's our life you know we live and breathe it but it's it's sports and you get the beer muscles you do whatever you feel like you spent 50 bucks on a ticket so you can act like a jerk it's or whatever i know they're more expensive than that. i'm just saying like you know that's just uncalled for in today's game and today's society but it's just you know it's a it's a problem that just kind of gets seems like it's happening a lot but i wouldn't say like you know classy move by Aaron Boone to go over and apologize but it it doesn't define yep it shouldn't define yankee fans as it you know or w- whatever fan base because a couple people were we're just not being cool so Mm -hmm. you know it's just isolated incidents the yankees did the right thing major league baseball did the right thing and it will continue to happen and these punishments will continue to you know that's it's a big deal i don't know how you enforce it but not being able to go to a major league baseball stadium for the rest of your life is
1: yeah um you know again i don't know how you enforce it but it's that's a hell of a punishment for sure i'm very happy Um, they're doing this thing it kind of putting these people out front and center like you do this this is what you. yeah
0: and call them out like i saw like um you know fellow podcast uh john boy he posted video of like he shared it today of like the fan that threw it and it's just like here he is like Mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm not necessarily about shaming and and that's a whole nother conversation that we don't need to have right now but like this guy assaulted someone essentially with a baseball yep and call him out yeah like that's stuff's not cool like it's just you're hurt you could hurt someone like you could there's kids watching like you know like just don't i I mean he seemed like a kid too like just stop just stop
1: i honestly think this 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 has come from this generation uh because this generation has birthed ultra trolls, right? That you can hide on the internet, right? So on the internet, you can say anything you want to say, because you can hide behind the computer screen, and be whoever you want. But I think now the issue is that these trolls that are normally on the internet, they're now spilling out in public. And now they're doing these things that, you know, they've, they've dreamt of doing or, oh, I can do this and get away with it. It's like, like you said, I'm not against shaming people for I don't even, I wouldn't even consider this shaming. I, I just think it's, it's just that if you've done something sure. that that is incorrect and in this, in this magnitude, or you take it upon yourself because you have this uh, complex or this uh, inferiority that you can do this. No, no, you can't. And everybody needs to see you did this because it's going to be the trickle down effect because it's going to ruin some of these people's lives. Right. And that's because of the split decision that you made. Now, not defending them because some people get you know, like you said, beer muscles, and they get this confidence that they could do certain things. It's not justified by doing that. People do dumb things on alcohol, right? But maybe this is a wake up call for you. Maybe you needed this in your but life to realize this you happened. Need. Yep. Yeah. So to so be like, oh damn, like this is what my actions give me, right? You know what? You know what he did too. It's
0: it's really like i'm just gonna do this i'm in a crowd of people they won't know it was me it's kind of they find you man they find you yeah
1: there's cameras everywhere they see
0: they know what's going
1: on yeah well i mean good for good for him have fun buddy not being able to go to a game ever again
0: yeah um you want to play some more do you care yeah how about this uh luka Doncic, candace parker uh on the cover of nba 2k 22 do you care
1: yes and i also care the right athletes i also care i'm going to tell you why i care about both of them but i care more about the cover you didn't mention uh it has kareem
0: it has dirk
1: and it has kevin durant on it yeah Um, i I got you i got you don't worry i'm here for you that's the legacy uh edition uh, which is gonna be like a hundred dollars, but it, I'm sure it comes with like a hundred thousand VC or whatever the case may be. Some, some my player cards and some other stuff that you may or may not use in the game. Uh, but super happy that Candace has got her covered. Um, because she is a legend. Um, she's a straight baller. And I love her to death. Um, so I'm happy for her. Uh, I'm happy for Luca as well because Luca has been balling ever since he came in the league and prior to coming in the league. So uh, well deserved on his behalf. Uh, I've seen some of the images of the player models and it it looks phenomenal. Now this should this should be my like kind of ingripe, But uh, Ronnie, two K, and the rest of two K developers, get your shit together and get this right. Because every year you put out a broken game and the community is sick and tired of it. I know you don't have competition because it used to be NBA Live that would go at you. Uh, But I hope you get competition very soon and they push you to actually do the right thing and stop selling the broken game every single year. Yes, I know you know people are going to buy it and they're going to do microtransactions or virtual transactions, no matter what. But uh, make sure the game comes out right in the beginning. So there's not much you have to do. Just update little things here and there. Just, just speaking on the behalf of the 2k community. You're welcome. I, uh, you know, what
0: I didn't like this year was it took me a whole season to figure out how to shoot that. I'm really just driving the lane for like the first couple of months. So you're Giannis? I got you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad, man. Uh, no free throws. I was fine. It's just that, I don't know, pulling up for a, a jumper kind
1: of thing. It took a little
0: bit, you know.
1: It takes time. You gotta understand it's so really the the trick is to turn off the meter because you actually get a shot bonus if you turn off the meter and just watch the release point, watch the yeah. actual hand, and that that actually will make your jumper jump shot better. That's yeah, just another tidbit. It
0: took a little bit, mm-hmm. but man, six six six, and I can drive the lane, let me tell you. <laughs> That's hilarious hey uh space jam a new legacy dropped on theaters and hbo max on friday the official chasing points review Brandon hazelwood Take did, it away. did did you watch see it Chris. no i didn't watch it yet okay. i planned to i trashed it a couple weeks ago right but mm-hmm. um i'll eventually watch it i just it's been a little crazy in my life as you know and i just haven't had time to to watch a
1: movie Fair. I, I will I will give you this and I will give make sure you all know this. I am not giving any spoilers uh spoilers here. I want you guys to watch it next week if you listen to this pod or whenever we pod again. We're not um, on next week. It, we're in, yep, that's spoilers. why I stopped myself. Uh but when you hear a pod again, I'm definitely going to talk about this in length with spoilers in there. But at that point in time, it's not gonna be a spoiler because you should probably have watched it by then. Uh but there is a part in the beginning and there's like it's like a 10 minute span that this happens is definitely the funniest part of the movie. Uh if uh, again if you're expecting LeBron to be Denzel, uh you were watching the wrong movie uh because he is a basketball player, not an actor. Uh he did okay. He did okay. Um but there is there is definitely some some funny parts in there for sure, some nostalgic parts in there. Um and my like i said in the beginning of the movie uh it's something that braun and, and bugs do together and it's like a 10 minute span and it's absolutely hilarious and when you see it sam i expect to get a text message you got it
0: um what are you looking forward to this week watching space jam <laughs> i'll put that on the list okay hey did you watch the uh The great britain uh britain grand prix today i did not it was pretty dope i've been watching formula one Mm -hmm. because my friends are all like obsessed with it now and i'm not so much like ufc corner there's uh my friends that you probably see them on instagram just harassing about an f1 corner we're not Mm -hmm. quite there yet it was pretty dope race and we'll get to it one day uh what are you looking forward to this week um i'll start watching game seven of the nba finals because hopefully <laughs> there will be a game seven manifesting it and, i like it I yeah like it. manifesting it it's my new uh mantra here putting it into reality mm-hmm. and um just prepping for the nba draft because i love the nba draft and unfortunately we didn't get to talk about the draft today but we will we're not here next week we're not on your your podcast station next week but we will be back august 2nd to recap everything and and um foreshadow into nba free agency for sure what about you
1: hayes what are you looking forward to this week uh game six uh what else am i trying to watch um there's some movies i have to catch up on uh the harry potter series is on hbo max so there's some things on there i have to watch uh i'm going to watch uh wanda's vision finally uh if you haven't watched loki Phenomenal. I have not
0: watched Loki, but I saw WandaVision.
1: So Loki is so, 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 so good. I also am looking forward to going to see Black Widow and Snake Eyes, the movie. Uh, So one of my favorite characters from uh, the G.I. Joe universe. So that's what I am looking forward to. Um, I'm also looking forward to not watching the New York Yankees.
0: Yeah, you made that clear.
1: So there's that.
0: Yeah. Made that clear for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's our podcast. As we mentioned, we're we're both off for well-deserved vacation for the both of us, not together uh separately, but that we'll be back August 2nd. Um for you to listen to us because we appreciate that. We appreciate the follows and the love on Instagram, social media, and uh of course keep those podcast reviews going Uh, on behalf of brandon my name is sam thank you for listening to jason points podcast and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and we will be back very soon till then peace and uh happy birthday ethan
1: happy birthday ethan and now um for those that have their driver's license those that are working to get a driver's license uh just one piece of advice. Uh, If you see bumper to bumper traffic uh, and people are trying to continue to go and there's a green light, A, if the traffic ahead of you is at a standstill, do not pull in the middle of the road so nobody can go and you can get stuck when the light turns red and now the other lanes can't go anywhere because you, sir or ma'am, are an idiot for doing so. Also, do not start Parallel parking and jam packed traffic. This happened to me in the city literally today. Watching a man back in, stop, just stop in the middle, and then just start backing in, almost hitting two cars and somebody on the sidewalk. Um, people do better. There's defensive driving courses. It actually saves you like 10% on your insurance on top of that. Uh, but it will actually teach you how to drive a little bit better, and be defensive and worry about others around you. I'm just saying some of you need your driver's license taken away from you because you suck. And that's it. Bye, everybody.